It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Yes, Perry Thompson has flipped from Alabama to join the Auburn 2024 class. I'm your host on this special live edition of Locked on Auburn. I'm Zach Blackerby, joined by Montgomery radio vet Daryl Daprich. After being committed to Alabama for over a year, the five-star wide receiver Perry Thompson, he is now committed to the Auburn Tigers. This has been something we've talked about for months, Daryl. It finally happens at Big Cat Weekend. Even though it seems a little anticlimactic, because in this day and age of social medias and having really good intel and really good sources, and it being said it was going to happen for months, it does not take the shine or the luster. It's like knowing Christmas is coming, but when you wake up Christmas morning, you're still freaking pretty excited. So um, before we dive too much further into this too, I want to say for you know, just I know that I speak on a lot of the locked on Auburn family and, and listeners and viewers, and that's what I was and, and still am before I became a, a guest. Kudos to you for what you've done today. You're to be commended. This is your second live show. You're taking a Saturday to do this for the listeners and for the fans. So I just wanted to take a moment to say we appreciate you doing this. And uh, it's great, great that you're here covering this. I mean, this is a big deal. Uh, I mean, you talk about some legacy-changing stuff. I mean, Hugh Freeze is laying the groundwork for this. And he, we kind of got a little concerned because he was so far behind the eight ball, and we saw this effort, and we saw all these visits. And now, all of a sudden, over the past week, Daryl, I mean, you can really make the argument over the past week has been one of the biggest weeks in Auburn recruiting ever, ever. And, you know, there's things you can cherry-pick. You know, I'm sure there's situations during the die era. I mean, obviously – you know, that special class that Chiswick uh, was able to go that was consensus top five. Like, there's been special moments. But with what happened this past week with Demarcus Riddick and then obviously Malcolm Simmons, a very underrated four-star wide receiver, which is ridiculous uh, to even kind of say, but then flipping a guy the same week that you beat out Georgia and Alabama for one of the best linebackers in all of high school football, you beat out Alabama and you flip him uh, away from Nick Saban who when you read any kind of report from the Alabama side of things, they were relentlessly pursuing still. They're going to change that narrative, but they were still, Nick Saban and his staff were relentlessly still pursuing Perry Thompson to keep him as part of the class. As of about five minutes ago, Daryl, he is no longer a part of that class as he is a member of Hugh Freeze's first full class, these 2024 Auburn Tigers that are coming up. The reason why I think it's bigger than some of those classes you mentioned, the die classes, the Chiswick classes, is because from a historically, from a historical perspective, I don't remember the last time Auburn got two recruits that ended up being in their all-time top twelve, like in the same class. They were usually spread out. Okay, yeah. so understand this. This is so very important. Kyle Davis was the highest-rated receiving recruit in Auburn history up until this point 
graded out a little bit over a nine six, right at the threshold of a five star. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the last time Auburn got a five star receiver. Some people are saying Nate Craig Myers, but I went back and looked, and he was a ninety five. I mean, Perry Thompson's a point nine eight six six. I mean, he's off the <laughs> chart. I think it puts him fifth. Oh my gosh! All time recruit, not by position. Just all-time recruit in the history of Auburn when they started tracking these things. Mm. He is the fifth-highest recruit all-time, and he comes right on the heels of a guy that was top 12 in Riddick. When have you ever, ever had a week where you get two all-timers in the same week? It's unbelievable. You got the best receiver in Auburn history from a commitment standpoint, and you get top five and top 12, and it's within four days of each other. And as we know, there could be definitely more to come. And what I don't want this to do also, and that's why I'm so appreciative of what you did earlier in the day, Malcolm Simmons has has the potential from some guys that Auburn coaches to be really, really good when he's so raw athlete. So you get two stud receivers in the same day within three hours of each other. What a great, great day and a great week to be an Auburn Tiger. It's unbelievable. All right, Daryl, so – With the addition of this five-star commit, the second five-star commitment of the week, on on three's rankings, Auburn moves from 16 to 15, which isn't crazy, right? I mean, that's kind of where I thought Auburn would be when this class ended. I think they will continue to rise, which is exciting. But now, when you look at average player ranking, which is what the the correct way to look at this, especially now with the portal, because some guys are going to take 30 people and some guys are going to take 20. We'll certainly wait to see where Auburn is and all that. But when you look at average player ranking now, Auburn is fourth. Auburn is fourth in the country behind Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, and then it's Auburn. And I mean, when when you talk about just impact and path to playing time and what this class could do to really raise the bar and get Auburn football back to where it's supposed to be, this is the kind of crap you got to do. And it's exciting. Because, Daryl, none of this seems fluky. The way Auburn played the social media game after after the first commitment of the day, after adding Simmons, they you can tell Auburn filmed it, but then they gave it to Simmons with him kind of being next to Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze calls him up, introduce him as a top 200 player, yada, yada, yada. Malcolm says, next three or four years, I'm going to be at Auburn. Yay, this is awesome. But they let Malcolm tweet it out. Because Auburn's not allowed to. But the the visual, and I quote tweeted this, I called it a vibe, but I don't think Auburn has felt this cool in a long time. And that you look at all these kids that are going live from their Instagrams, and I mean, Auburn is the place to be again. And I don't know if we could have said that over the last five, six, seven years. But Hugh Freeze has made Auburn cool again, so much so that you're getting five stars committing or flipping away from Alabama and Georgia again, two of the last week. Well, I think, dare I say that, you know, when you mentioned this is the kind of thing you have to do to get Auburn back to where they where they need to be, I think that's great. And I think that's an absolutely factual statement. But I would say that these type of recruits and what just happened in the last four or five days might be exactly what you need to do to get Auburn into some uncharted territory too. And that's what needs to happen. Auburn doesn't need to be satisfied with a cap and say, okay, 
I just want to go back to competing for championships. Clemson did it. Georgia did it. Alabama did it. Right coach, right recruiting. There's no reason why Auburn can't, especially with a 12-team playoff, can't compete for championships every year and get into the playoff almost every year with it being 12 teams. And that's kind of where they've, that's going where you've never been before. This is what you have to do to get there. Absolutely yep. have to do what was done in the last four days to be bold enough to make that proclamation and get there. And that's, what's great. You're right. And, and you freeze has made Auburn look, anybody that wants to say I've had people and I've seen it on social Alabama fans that are salty saying, you know, he followed the money. Are you freaking kidding me? Let's be honest. Are you telling me that in this day and age of college football, that Alabama didn't have the resources to match any potential NIL deal? Or is this about paving your own way? Alabama's had Julio Jones, and he's they've had Devontae Smith, and they have all these great players. Perry Thompson wants to be the one is that, that's the guy that paves his Perry, own path. Daryl, Perry, there is a chance for any of these guys now with a combination of the scheme and what Hugh Freeze brings to an offense versus just a talent that Auburn's kind of not really had a receiver in a hot minute. There's a chance Perry Thompson leaves with several records and is in the conversation for best receiver in Auburn history when he's done. Like that is a very real conversation that we could be having in three years. Because we've seen other receivers that have gone to other schools, the Pickens, the Julio Jones, where that stamp, that anointing was put on them and they lived up to those expectations. Thompson's that dude. He's the guy that with all the hype and all the expectations can fulfill those. And Auburn hasn't had a receiver like that in a very, very long time that was elite. I mean, I want to go back to the days where Auburn has an All-American at receiver that can take the top off. And then people are talking about, oh, the Auburn receiver could go in the top 10. That's not happened. And don't underestimate A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf having already paved that path that played for Hugh Freeze, there's credibility in that now. There is a, you know, uh, exhibit A. Hey, I put these guys in the league. Look how good they are. You can do the same thing for me here at Auburn. That is huge, in my opinion. No question about it. All right, looking at Perry Thompson, he's 6'3", 205, and he is a, he is a five-star when you look at the on-three industry rankings as well as the 247 sports composite. And a guy that could be explosive at all parts of the field. Foley's not afraid to throw it deep to him. He's dynamic in the route running game, which makes him effective in the intermediate passing game. And he's also a guy that you can just get the ball, give it to his hands behind the line of scrimmage, and he can make people miss. I mean, this is a this is a complete wide receiver, Daryl. I mean, this is a guy that is very, very special. And there's a reason why every school in college football wanted him. And uh, he's in Auburn today. And he 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 officially flipped um, once Hugh Freeze kind of arrived at the pool party, and he seemed excited to do so. And just the energy around once he did all of that was, uh, I mean, it's electric stuff. Watching it on Walker White's um, Instagram Live, it's just such a cool thing. But Perry Thompson can he can beat defenders at every part of the field, Daryl. I mean, that's what makes him so special. He runs routes at such an elite level right now watching film on him. You think you're watching a college receiver. He's that polished. He's that crisp coming out of his break. You know, at at that age, Zach, and when you're that physically better 
than everybody else. Sometimes mm -hmm. you can get lazy and sloppy and route running and just go, I'm so good. I can just go up and get it, right? But I watch him try to perfect his craft on huddle in some other places. And I've done this the last week in anticipation of this. His Go back and watch his route. He doesn't take a route off just because he is bigger physically and stronger and better and has elite hands. He runs the route like the guy that he's lined up against is better than him. Yeah. And that's huge. It, it's elite. It's crisp. It's advanced. And I can't wait to see how he progresses. But, it, you know, honestly, it's been a very long time since Auburn's had a freshman receiver make an immediate impact. And this is a kid that should do that. Somebody commented that he uh, that Auburn is now the 17th class on 247 sports. If you could, if somebody could drop in where we rank in the SEC on 247, that'd be that'd be helpful. I'd appreciate that. Because I believe we are still eighth, the eighth ranked class in the SEC when you look at these the big picture rankings, but I think we all agree that they overvalue quantity versus quality with all of that. So yeah, yeah because several of several of you, the, the, the theme in the live chat right now is how do we only move up one spot from 16 to 15 with adding a five star and a four star? And it's like, yeah, but when you look at the average player ranking, you move from eighth to fourth. And I care more about that. Yeah. You know, we've said this before on other, uh, Podcast. keep in mind, too, the quality and the average star ranking is the most important thing because those are the ones to get out of the way that are the hardest to get to get. The mm -hmm. highest quality player is the hardest to get in a recruiting class. The quantity, the numbers, they'll come. They'll come just by natural progression. And you can bet your rear end that they'll come now with some of the guys that are – committing to Auburn. Auburn has the opportunity now to be a little bit more choosy, I think, in filling out their class. If they want to take 22 or 23 kids, the last seven or eight may look different than they might have a year ago. They can be a little bit more picky and, and be a little bit more choosy in position and quality. Yeah, I think you hinted at this a little bit, but doesn't it add so much credibility once you get some five stars in your class, which oh. we have not been able to say in a hot minute? And all of a sudden, we get to be plural with it. We have five stars in this class with with Riddick and, and Perry joining it. And I just think it's going to raise legitimacy. So we hinted at this before, and Charlie Five said it almost every week for months, it seems like. But you're so close with all these top dudes. Somebody's just got to be first. And Joe Phillips was first. Because let's not kid ourselves. If Joe Phillips would have committed to Georgia – he would have had a lot more buzz around him because we all realize how good Joseph Phillips is. And he seemed to be the first one to do that. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, okay, any of these kids could pop now. And this weekend's not over. I think there's going to be at least one more this weekend. And I think he will be much larger than the two guys that we've committed that have committed so far. But all in all, like it, it seems to almost add the credibility of, okay, Hugh Freeze, what he's building is legitimate. And now it's okay to come join us. Great point. And Joseph Phillips was was that dude because of the offer list. But I want to go I want to go back to Walker White as being the first recruit in this class that I really got jazzed about and excited. Remember we did that live. Charlie Five was in a ditch in his car. I don't remember what happened. There was like you know all oh, this yeah, going right. on. And, and and what we said then was we suspect Walker Walker White 
could be very effective in reaching out and getting more dudes to jump in this class. I don't know how important or how relevant he has been in some of these dudes coming on board, but he seems to be very, very close and connected to these guys and reaching out to them on their socials. So Phillips, from an offer list standpoint, Walker White from, wow, we just got this dude? Awesome. We were so jazzed and excited about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he set the tone, and clearly Perry's fine with him announcing on Walker's Instagram live. Like, that's cool, whatever, because it goes against the narrative of there are so many people that said he wanted to make it about him. He wasn't going to commit at Big Cat because he wanted some big produced thing. Yeah. And it's like, no, you misread the kid. Sorry. He just wanted to be a part of this class and he wanted to be around the people that he's going to be competing with. So, uh, sorry. Like, I don't, I don't really understand why that was a narrative, but. How know. about that people, combination? Maybe two years from now, right? We may, we may be seeing a little sneak peek of, you know, that duo, that tandem. Um, and that may be why Perry Thompson was, was so willing and ready to let it be, Walker White, you know, involved in that. I, I think that's a great chemistry thing that we may see for two, three years down the road. Okay, I, I'm being told he was on his live as well, so that that's cool too. But still, the point of the argument was he wasn't going to commit at Big Cat because he wanted some big produced thing is incorrect. That is wrong. That is that is not a true thing that that happened. So, um, I don't know. I, I think I think there was a lot of people wrong about this over the past few months. And a lot of them came from the other side of the state. And I think there's a lot of Auburn people that doubted what Hugh Freeze was building. And it just feels really good that, because we felt the feeling of being close for forever as Auburn people. Like we felt the feeling of being close. We felt hope. And then that's kind of why it's almost, we're almost afraid to get hopeful because we've been burned so many times because getting second in recruiting doesn't matter. Like we've been second to Alabama and Georgia for these top kids a million times. Now all of a sudden, we're winning these closer battles at a more consistent rate. And we talked about it. We talked about it last week when, 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 when Riddick announced the first step is you get one player that Alabama and Georgia wants. Then you get two. Now, now they're up to three and maybe that, that number could be rising more and more, but I don't know, Daryl, this is just such a huge moment. This is such a huge moment for Auburn football and Hugh Freeze. It's historical. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying – you know, people can laugh all they want and think that this is, you know, over the top or whatever, but I don't care. I've been following Auburn athletics for 35 years. I loved recruiting all the way back to when you used to have to go get it in magazines. And I'm telling you that this class, from a standpoint of what's happened in the last week from all-time recruits, it's historical. Yes, yeah. Auburn's had great classes that – you know, cumulatively have gotten into the top 10. But go back and tell me when you've gotten two guys in the same class that are top 12 all time. It's huge and it's historical and it's what you need. We have been, you know, we've had tasted a little bit of a taste of that before, but that's the problem. It's always right. been a one-off or a two-off. I want sustainability. I want there to be I mean, okay, let's be honest. What Bruce Pearl has done with this basketball program is Auburn expects every year to compete for SEC championships and get to the big dance. That's what Bruce Pearl has built from an expectation standpoint. Football's different. I get it. But again, I'll repeat what I said. With a 12-team playoff and with mm -hmm. a coach that knows what he's doing on the field and off the field, Auburn 
could and should expect to compete for the not a division title anymore, SEC championships, and the be you know considered for the twelve team playoff. Period. End of story. They're good enough to do that, like LSU and Georgia and some of those other teams that feel like they're there. Yeah, Auburn should expect that. And it always helps when you get a guy that you believe is your quarterback. Yes. I mean, you're in the conversation. This is going to be a top 12 class, I think, when it's all said and done, especially by average player ranking, which we all agree is what we care about here. And when one of those is your quarterback, that certainly seems like he's going to fit Hugh Freeze's system, and he's going to be coached by guys that know how to coach quarterbacks, have a great track record of it. It's a good feeling. It's a good what feeling. What does it do for a 2025 quarterback that Auburn may be going after that's elite? When you start showing them – the receivers he may be throwing to. Who knows how long someone will yeah. be. But, it, but you still have that, I don't know, in your back pocket to say, hey, man, you know, I know that Auburn's probably done from a quarterback standpoint this year, but next year, if they want to go after an elite quarterback, you have the goods now to show. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. And also, I, I think there's some nervousness about, like, what this class could turn into. But when we've had – consistently good classes in the past, they weren't well-rounded, right? Like we would get the quarterback talent or the receiver talent, but you wouldn't get the offensive line talent. And now all of a sudden, like, I think we've got a, our coaching staff that understands you need a full roster yeah. to be able to compete. And so we'll certainly see what that has to do with everything moving forward, which I think and several people are talking about, it, like offensive line, offensive line. Daryl, I think there's a really good chance that you're there. The, the folks that want an offensive lineman, I think they're going to be happy uh, with something in the next 48 hours. Just, just, I agree. Guess. just I agree. Guess. I mean, I do too, because if you look at some of the kids, let's not, let's remember that these are unofficial visits. So you have to pay your own way to get here and think about how far a few of those <clears throat> offensive linemen came. Can you imagine before? a guy like, I don't know, Demarcus, uh, Coming, not Demarcus Carter. DeAndre, DeAndre Carter. Carter. Right? Yeah, I'm from still talking about Demarcus Riddick. Yeah, Matter Day is not very close to Auburn, <laughs> and he's been here since Thursday night, is what I've been told, or early Friday morning. He flew into Atlanta. That dude's paying his own way. I mean, from California, you're not driving from Lochapoca. You're flying from California mm. and on your own dime. To be here and be a part of this, what does that say? That's culture, that's atmosphere. It's I want to be there. I ain't missing this with these dudes. They got it going on. That's what I'm talking about, and that's what you were talking about, about making it cool again. There's no question about it. Uh, All right, let's answer some questions. Hunter asks, could Walker to Perry be the best duo in Auburn history? Mm, let's pump the brakes on that a little bit. I, I love, the, but, but but first we got to ask the question: like, what is the best duo? Sullivan and Beasley, and like, I think they could be better than that. Yeah, well, Statist- statistically, me, I think they could be better than that. Yeah, as far as like lore and stuff like that, yeah. I don't know. Well, but. No, statistically, absolutely, because it's a different era of college football, and you're throwing it 30 times where Pat Sullivan did not. Yes, exactly. And these offenses. And these three, four receiver sets and airing it out is completely different than the early 70s. I get it. I'm just saying for lore. And, yeah, I mean, statistically it's hard. 
But we can play that game, too, and say, what would have Sullivan and Beasley done in an era where they put it up 40 or 50 times a game? No, I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. But as far as statistically, they could be. Walker's going to win the job. Yeah. You know, Perry's got to translate, which I think they both will. I think both of those things will happen during their Auburn career. But, um, yeah, that's the expectation, right? I mean, and that's what the expectation should be because I think everything's going to fall in line for those things to happen. It just comes down to I'll tell execution. You I'd put second for Hunter and just for you, I'd put Nick's DeSanders second. Okay. Really, I, I will live through it. it, it 93, 94, Nick's was elite to Sanders. That was a great yep. combination, yep. and they yep. put up a lot of stats. So I'd put them second. But, yeah, potentially, statistically, why not? All right. And then, uh, all right, K, that's how I'm going to pronounce that. Overall, still seventh in the SEC. Average player ranking, Auburn is number three in the league. 1.3 star average split at most. So, I mean, still, there's a way to go, right? There's ways to go, but that average player ranking being third in the SEC, that I think that's a, I think a few years of that in a row is enough to give you a chance because after Alabama and Georgia, the issue is Auburn has to play those two teams every year. Right. And um, no, nobody else really has to do that. But outside Thankfully, of that, that might change. Thankfully, that might change too. Maybe, Think about that going maybe. forward. But after yeah. media days, though, it seems like nine's the, the option. But we'll we'll, yeah. we'll we'll certainly wait to see on that. But but yeah, I mean, this is great. Third in the SEC as far as average player ranking goes. If you would have told us all that six months ago, we would have been like, Yes, I will take that. Where do I sign? Oh, that's a I mean, absolutely. And has the potential, has the potential to even move the two things are going to happen. We know Auburn's probably going to get six or seven more kids committed before signing day. So numbers helps your, your, you know, recruiting ranking. And then the couple of the names we heard that could pop here in the next month or so mm -hmm. are not kids. They're going to hurt your average star ranking. That's correct. So it's, it's a great combination of both. It really is. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. Kevin asks, Zach, what faith do we put in these guys shutting down their commitments? Because God knows we've seen too much of that at Auburn. You're correct, Kevin. And I think that's why so many Auburn fans are a little hesitant to get excited about everything that Hugh Freeze and his staff are doing. But I do think there's a few differences here. With these guys that are flips, it's really, you don't see guys flip more than once too often. Does it happen? Sure. But Usually once you see guys come in, they're committed to somebody for a long time over a year in both of these cases with Riddick and Perry. You don't typically see that happen again because they've already kind of done their recruiting process. A lot of these guys, especially with the timing, because starting next week, a lot of these guys are going to really pick up, you know, fall camp and getting ready for their senior seasons. And, and these are all guys that are, want to compete for a championship at the high school level. So they're going to be really focused more so on that than being recruited so i think the timing and the fact that the a lot of these guys have already kind of flipped is one thing you've also seen help me out here daryl i know you've seen fat burnett's put out a statement saying he's done and the joseph phillips did as joseph well said and that done. was actually the one i was most worried about because he never actually flipped he was close to going to georgia right. but he never actually flipped that was one i was worried about but him shutting it down and that that was that was nice that was a, that was a big win for auburn too it, great point. It's very, you know, this snip, snap, flip, 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 flop, back and forth. That that doesn't really happen. Usually it's a kid that commits to Auburn early in the process. And then on signing day, get your heart. I mean, even like the guys like Reuben Foster and TJ Yeldon, 
I don't remember being as, you know, it being such a big deal when they committed to Auburn or when they said they were, yeah. you know, going to go to Auburn. So it's different. I mean, it really is completely. What what makes it different but similar is that Auburn's in the other side of the equation that Alabama used to be in. The kids mm -hmm. committed to Alabama or Georgia for a while, and then Auburn gets them to flip. That's what's happened to Auburn. Mm -hmm. You're right. Um, Joseph's, uh, he is saying, Zach, quit playing with my heart. I'm over here trying to get excited. Get Carter, DeAndre Carter, the tackle for Matter Day. And KJ, KJ Bolden, the number one safety in the country. And I may lose my mind. I feel really good about one of those. And I feel pretty good about the other one. Um, so there's a lot. Bolden left. He is heading to Michigan as we do this live broadcast, Daryl. He is heading to Michigan. That was already in the plans. That was pre-planned. He was going to leave from Auburn and go to Michigan regardless. So there's no reason to be concerned about that. Bolden was never going to commit this weekend. That was never in the cards. He is going to set his uh, announcement and all of that. Um, sounds like in about a week and a half, Daryl, unless you've heard otherwise. I've, but heard, I've heard a week and a half. August 11th is what I've heard. Was texting with somebody earlier in the day. Um, sounds like his family really wants him to go to Georgia. I think KJ wants to go to Auburn. So we'll see how that plays out. We'll see how that plays out. That's always tough when you get the family tugging one direction. We've seen how those all play out. But, again, we've seen how when you know you're truly at the level you're supposed to be, those kids want to play so bad at a particular institution that they even go against with their family. How many times have we seen those announcements for kids like safeties and stuff that committed to Alabama and moms over there pouting? When he takes the, the Alabama hat and puts it on, when she wanted him to go to LSU, um, mm. that's that's when you know it's culture and atmosphere, and you really, really want to be somewhere as you go against what even parents want and pulling that tug. Mm -hmm. uh, Scott coming and asking, did he flip? Yes, let's just say it again because it feels good to say, Daryl. He flipped. Perry, he Perry like, Thompson. Yeah. Committed to Alabama for over a year. Five-star wide receiver Perry Thompson flipped from Alabama to Auburn. I can't say that enough. Incredible. I can't say that enough. Um, KJ is committing on August 5th. Is that what you said? I that's thought it would be 11th. They must have pull, he must have put, pulled that, pushed that forward then. Yeah, yeah that's I'm, not, I'm not positive. I thought it would be 11th. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we're, we'll see. Uh, Chris says, Zach, what number of wins this coming season could negatively impact the current commitments we have now? Or would it at all being they're probably preaching a brighter future for Auburn? I mean, I think if you go like three and nine, that's a problem. But I think I don't think there's going to be a big difference as far as what you already have committed. If you go six and six, seven and five, eight and four. Now, I do think the upside for the recruiting aspect of it is I think you're more likely to flip people in December if you have a better record. But I think everybody that's committed up to this point is buying future, um, like you said in that question chris do you agree with that daryl i think a lot of people are buying into like because they're not going to be on, yes because they're not going to be able to do anything about the 2023 auburn football team what they're concerned about is the impact they're going to make when they take the field in 2024 and how they can change the narrative at that point so does it help filling out the class sure it does but i don't think they're looking at what's going to happen when all those dudes that are there together in the swimming pool right now are going to be auburn tigers together mm -hmm. I think you could only improve your your lot and your situation. I don't see how you could hurt it from a recruiting standpoint. Uh, I agree with you. I agree with you. I just think 
I just think the path to playing time for so many of these guys that we're pursuing is extremely exciting. I mean, you look at all these defensive backs they're bringing in. What is Auburn about to lose like four or five of after this season? Defensive backs. Wide receiver. You're going to lose all of your outside guys. I mentioned this in the first live when I was when I was gassing up um, Malcolm earlier, uh, our first commitment of the day, where we got like Nick Martiner, Shane Hooks, and Jair Shorter, all these big-bodied outside wide receivers that transferred in. They're out of eligibility after this year. And so like Perry Thompson is going to play. He's going to play as a freshman. Malcolm Simmons is going to play as a freshman, I think. I think. They're good enough, too. They just got to kind of get it together. And, I mean, you, you commit this early so you can kind of take care of business this fall, doing your high school thing, graduate high school, and then early enroll and compete for jobs. They're going to compete for jobs in the spring, Daryl. I mean, a lot of these kids have more natural talent than the guys that are already on the roster. And especially in a position wide receiver, which is really unfortunate for these kids because it's not their fault. But a lot of Auburn's wide receivers currently on the roster that have been here for a minute, maybe not necessarily the transfers, but the guys that have been here, they've missed a big chunk of like when they could have developed as receivers because they weren't coached well. And it stinks. Yeah. They believed in what Auburn had at the time, and they were wrong. But thank- thankfully, they chose to stick it out and stay for this cl- uh, with this new staff. But I think these, these young guys that are going to be coming in that are just as raw pair- – Simmons is more raw than Perry. I think Perry's, you know, come out of the box, ready to play kind of guy. But um, they're going to be able to compete, and I think win against some of these older guys. I'm just it being wasn't honest. Just, and let's go back. It's been years and years. It wasn't just the previous regime. Gus's regime was the schematics, the way they ran the routes, the, the mm-hmm. route, the route tree was so elementary. There was no development. Even Darius Slayton didn't mean to be ugly about it. And, and Ricardo Lewis talked about how they didn't feel like they got prepared and at, at Auburn to go into the next level and play at the NFL. It was just, it's hard to run the offense that was run those years and put an elite receiver in the league because the, like I said, the route tree was as elementary as me and you drawing it up on a paper football. I mean, right. it was brutal. So now you're going to see different, more, you know, elite routes and route running and play calling and that kind of thing. And an offense that's more conducive. And you're right. I feel bad for the receivers. There could have been some dudes, some dudes that really would have benefited that could have went into the league and high draft picks. Had they played under this regime? Apparently Hugh freeze got thrown into the pool by the commitments. Yep. Good. That's what exactly needs to happen. That tells me they love their coach. They're not just dumping little water bottle, water bottles on them. I mean, that's probably good. I mean, the whole pool. Well, in all their Instagram lives, they were talking about how hot it was. It probably yeah. made it colder because they needed to be freezing. Yeah, it was like frozen. You know, that whole thing just turned into ice at that point, right? It's, yeah. We're both dads. That was a dad joke. Well, granddad, too. That's what I've been, yeah. I'm a little that, bit. <laughs> that's a flex. That's a flex. Yeah, all right. So as far as expectations for the rest of the weekend, Daryl, where are you in all of this? I think two more come. I think you we think get two, two more. Okay. I think two more recruits. I do believe I'm just going to just an opinion. I think Carter is going to commit and uh, there may be somebody else that commits. We'll see. Um, but I do. I don't think it's going to be KJ, but I think Carter goes and there's probably somebody else that's uh, the Walker kid. Maybe keep an eye on him. Um, some other kids that that may that are here that kind of I'll tell you, I'll tell you someone that's intriguing to me, and I don't know how this is going to play out, especially the way Auburn's been loading up on receivers. But that that car kid from Georgia, 
that committed to Georgia and just showed up at Big Cat, that's huge. There's a lot of Georgia commits that just showed up. There's a 2025 linebacker committed to Georgia, and there were a few guys on the beat that were like, watch out for this kid. And it came from people that like wouldn't say that unless like they actually like knew something. So that's that's interesting. Let's and they're not consider- coming here to recruit for Georgia. That ain't happening with this group, I can assure you. I'm you with you. Thrown in the pool, he's not going to be Reuben Foster and anybody and coming here and talking about come to Alabama. These kids, I think, are interested and curious as to what's going on over here. And when a kid like Riddick, you know, just c- commits, they go, "Wow, let mm-hmm. me see what's up." DeMarcus, you know, committed. Let me see what's going on over there. So that's why I think you're going to see a surprise maybe this weekend. Uh, KJ Bolden tweeting out a picture with Hugh Freeze, Perry Thompson, and DeMarcus Riddick with the eyes emoji. It's oh, like, gracious. <laughs> I, just, I don't know if I can handle I just that. think we're going to get him, Daryl. Yeah, I, I think, think we're, we're going to get, get him. him. Well, I think we're going to get him. I just think he wants to spread his out so that his is a little bit more about KJ, which is nothing wrong with that. You don't want to get lost in the shuffle, right? Mm-hmm. Riddick had his moment. Thompson had his moment. Give Bolden his moment. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's wild. I can't believe this is all happening. This just doesn't feel real. It really doesn't. I mean, how, I mean, it's just, it's just so different than anything we've ever seen before. Yeah, it is. I, I, I again, I, I hearken back to what it felt like with Trooper Taylor and Chiz and them that first year when they got Carl Lawson and some of those guys. It felt yeah. like, wow, this is different. But then the sustainability of that and mm-hmm. then, you know, and everything that happened after that. So this does feel, and again, no, nothing in that class was two all timers. <laughs> you just got two all timers in the top, two guys in the top 12. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. And, the last piece of the puzzle is the one that's the most gratifying. And that's what we have to look forward to as fans when this translates to Saturdays at Jordan Hare. Cause it's coming. Yeah. And yeah, I go I mean, back, I go back to that cold November night in Jordan Hare last year against Texas AM when we felt the shift. We felt mm-hmm. the change. We said, you know what? We're gonna get out of the wilderness. Something's better times are ahead. And this was a small taste of what's to come. Auburn fans feeling good about Auburn again. We talked about it on the reaction pod that night that, that we felt like there was a seismic shift. And ever since then, from the hiring of Freeze, even, even the Lane Kiffin trail and train derailing did nothing to stop the momentum. Because Freeze came in, took a class 35 spots up the, you know, from one spot to top 20. Portal, Portal King, mm-hmm. all that. All that has just been good fe- vibes and good feelings, and I think we're just going to see it continue. But let's not underestimate what happened, you know, that evening in Jordan-Hare. Samuel, the sniper, said Bolden commented on Perry's live saying, wait on me. <laughs> that's hilarious. It is. That is that's, that's great. Samuel, are you actually a sniper? Like, Cause that's interesting. We'd love to have you on the show. If that's the case. Yeah, uh, I'd love great. to ask questions on that. Could the duo Lance Leonard ask, could the duo of Perry and Camden Brown be the next Metcalf and AJ Brown? Uh, I'm going to say no on that. And I love Camden Brown. Um, right. I'm going to say no but, on that. Those, those yeah. other, the other, the other guys are really good. 
they're really good. And you know, right. they're they're two of the they're two top what six or seven guys yeah. in the NFL right now. Like I, I don't think Auburn has that on the t- the roster right now. Yes. No disrespect yeah. to, to to Camden and Perry. I think they're both going to be very effective and very good in this offense. I just that's that's a lot. That's a lot to predict. It's too it's it's really um you don't want to have unfair expectations, right? You you to, to kids that are coming in, although a kid like Thompson seems like he could just eat it up. I mean, he mm-hmm. he seems like he'd be, you know, fine with that. Chew it up and spit it out. Yep. All right, we got like three or four more minutes, guys. If you want to drop a uh, an opinion, a take, a question in. Uh, if you just want to say that you're bugging, that's cool too. Um, it's definitely, uh, I mean, it's, we've just talked about this for, for, for months. I was texting with the guy that makes our graphics. His name is Austin. And he made, he made the graphic for Perry <coughs> back in April. I mean, this is, this has been rumored for a long time. And some folks were saying, oh, the longer it takes, the more, the less likely it is to happen which isn't a ridiculous opinion to have. Don't get me wrong, but the fact that it finally happened and like this, the staff closed is just such a, such a strong detail that that does not need to be overlooked. That shows me that back channels and working behind the scenes and really putting in all the effort that's requiring when they talk about recruiting being truly a 24 seven type uh, enterprise, that's what it is. And I don't think, I think the one good thing that I've always thought separated elite coaches, they can enjoy their success while keeping an eye on the future, meaning live in the moment and enjoy what you've just accomplished, but realize what it needs, what you need, what it takes to stay there. So right when Hugh Freeze wrapped up that 23 class and everyone was like, my God, what what he did to move that class 35 spots is amazing. Mm -hmm. The day after that class was the ink was signed on those commitment letters. He was thinking about what's going on right now and putting that plan in motion. You're right. You're right. Um, Chelsea is asking, how does the commit affect Auburn? I mean, I, I think, I think flipping Perry Thompson from Alabama does a lot of things. So we kind of put a bow on this. We'll circle back to kind of Perry Thompson's commitment, like the pure meaning of that. One, it means Hugh Freeze can take talented players from Alabama and Georgia. It solidifies that because they've done it twice this week. Five stars. The guys that everybody in college football, every football team in all of college football would take these two players. That's the first thing. The second thing is I think it opens the door and invites any elite player to say, hey, it's okay to come to play for Hugh Freeze and Auburn. That's that's what it means. And then also just the the you know the he's gonna get on the field early and he's gonna play as a freshman and he's gonna be really, really good. And he's got a chance to be one of Auburn's best receivers ever when uh, whenever he moves on to the NFL draft. I think the out of those three points you made, the one that gets me the most excited is that Auburn is getting players that are highly coveted by not just players that are mid in the SEC, but elite championship winning programs. They wanted them and they wanted them bad and Auburn got them. And I think that right there is the, I don't know, the, the benchmark, right, of, of what we are and what's happening. Yep, that's right. All right, as we wrap up, everybody type in boog, that they're booging in the live chat. I think that'd be fantastic. Uh, also, please like this video and please subscribe to the channel. We're trying to get to 12,000 by the end of fall camp. Um, I think we'll get there. We'll certainly see. 
we keep getting five stars, it'll definitely, definitely, definitely be the case. Daryl, in the meantime, how can people check out everything you've got going on? You can follow me on Twitter. It's right there, DAP6410. Also, catch me in the uh, Locked on Auburn Discord. I love chatting about all these kind of things. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can find all of our written work about all these commits and what could be coming. That's at AuburnDaily.com. And follow all my socials at Z Blackerby. Texan Alabama fan, make sure they're okay. And uh, until then, we'll see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.